politics of the 1940 campaign, but it does present a picture of the France that went before, of a nation en route to defeat, and it is a devastating portrait. That France, the France of the Third Republic, is characterized as a stalemate society, anchored by an alliance of conservative peasants and bourgeois committed to preserving the status quo. The public's parliamentary constitution, plenty of brakes and not much of a motor, helped to keep change at bay, which was fine in the sunny days of the Belle Epoque, but not so fine in the Depression years, when a France wedded to backward ways failed to modernize, when a risk-averse France failed to face the Nazi threat head-on. One of the book's contributors, Jean-Baptiste de Rossel, spoke of a decline in France's élan vital. He went on, in later years, to author a weighty tome anatomizing French foreign policy in the 1930s, and he titled it with lapidary simplicity, La Décadence. De Grossel was just as pithy when it came to characterizing the unavoidable outcome of decadence. Catastrophe. Now, In Search of France was a hopeful volume in the end. The catastrophe of 1940, and the years of occupation that followed the authors proposed, had incubated a generation of new men who, inheritors of power after the war, would set the nation on a modernizing course that promised a return to grandeur. This narrative of decline and renewal, with 1940 cast as the turning point, achieved wide currency in the 1960s. It was relayed to a general public, minus the renewal end of the story, in a pair of massive histories which recapitulated the received wisdom but framed it in compelling, readable prose that demanded the reader's assent. William Shirer's The Collapse of the Third Republic and Alistair Horne's To Lose a Battle, both, as it happens, published in 1969. The consensus, however, did not long endure. An alternative interpretation began to take shape in the 1970s that questioned the notion of a decadent France. It has picked up speed since, generating a flood of fresh material, and this new revisionist view is now summed up in a couple of first-rate recent English-language histories, Ernest May's Strange Victory and Julian Jackson's The Fall of France. These authors see effort where critics have seen abdication and bankruptcy, French diplomats may have been slow to catch on to the Nazi threat, but catch on they did, and they then labored hard to build an anti-German coalition, dragging along allies who were reluctant to abandon entrenched policies of appeasement and neutralism. Pétain and Bloch blamed the French defeat on too few arms. Not so, answer the revisionists, who counter that France's rearmament drive in the late 1930s, except in the domain of aircraft production, and perhaps even in that domain, too, was more success than failure. Nor was the French public so slack and pacifist, as is oftentimes supposed. In the wake of the Munich debacle of 1938, opinion stiffened, rallying to the banner of national defense. As for the defeat itself, No doubt French soldiers were ill-served by their generals, but they fought well nonetheless. And the military catastrophe that unfolded in May-June 1940 was due as much to what the Germans did right as to what the French did wrong. Not just that. France went to war with allies. The strange defeat of 1940 was a defeat for them, too, for the British, Belgians, and Dutch. 
So why read the event as a reflection on the French alone? So who is right? No definitive conclusion, of course, is possible. But I will make the case for a more sympathetic understanding of France's defeat. This book is as much an argument as a narrative history, and unlike much of the work on the subject, it will set the French experience in a comparative perspective. There is a strong tendency to view France's fate in isolation. In many ways, to be sure, the 1930s were a low, dishonest decade for the French, but they were that, too, for most of Europe. France was routed in the spring of 1940. But for Hitler's military, the Battle of France was just one victory in an unbroken string, the Battle of Britain apart, that did not come to an end until the German army's advance ground to a halt outside Moscow in early December 1941. Add in the defeats dealt by the Japanese to Great Britain and the United States in the Pacific Theater on into...